So hello everyone and uh, welcome to the Mindfulness Podcast. Um, I know that some uh, some people, particularly if in, in some part of the world, had uh, holidays recently, right? And some others are just finished the holidays, right? And some others didn't have any holiday and they enjoyed any anyway their own moments, any, any moment. Uh, uh, Lele here with Pat. Uh, recording this uh, introduction of the podcast on the Earth Day, on the yes. International Earth Day. How are you doing, Pat? Well, I wish every day was Earth Day, right? I'm, oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, big, exciting day, and I'm, I was happy for some Earth Day activities today. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, I, I, Earth Day, it, it's it kind of... Um, weird uh, celebration for me because it's it's like bringing focus on the earth some celebrate the fact that is you know we uh, it's the day for our planet but in reality it's more like uh, uh, i think it's like we should think it as a crisis time right because actions need to be taken uh, investing right like I, I like the if you go to earth day uh, dot org for example there is a message in like invest in our planet right investing like doesn't mean just putting money there but i think investing in time and care yeah, and uh, and i always believe that mindfulness is um a way right if you are mindful about anything you do um you know anything you eat anything you um, take care of repair order buy sell you know yeah. this can also have a strong positive influence in our planet, right? I think yeah. that mindfulness is sustainable, right? Or what do you think? I, I agree. And um, I actually did a, a lot of research on this uh, this month because I was asked to do a lecture for one of our environmental communities at Kindrel mm -hmm. about if there's a correlation between mindfulness or more mindful practice or being aware and environmental sustainability or action mm -hmm. and there's actually a lot of research that 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 shows it just like you said as you start to pay attention and become aware you're you start thinking wow i'm having these kind of actions i'm doing these things wow this, this is it's all really connected in the supply chain and you know my actions and all that so definitely definitely it's important and they tie hand in hand so be mindful for our planet is uh, can mm. also be our uh, you know sentence to ponder today, and yes. maybe you know a little exercise for everyone. Whenever you do something today, right? Think if it's sustainable, right? If it's something that could be done uh, without harm, right? Without um, suffering um, for mm. anything, right? Suffering. Think about suffering for. Uh, not only other living uh, beings, but also for things, right? So is it, yeah. um, you know, uh, even buying a plastic bottle, right, of a plastic that doesn't, uh, cannot get recycled could be a harm in itself, right? Uh, but of course, depending on how much, depending on was there another option, and so yes. on, right? I know that is painful because I think this is this thing it is painful for everyone. Like it's it's a beautiful thing to care, but care needs time and needs effort, and we need to get out of our comfort zone, right? So also there we need mindfulness to say, you know, I do it consciously and mindfully because I know that there is uh, you know ultimate benefit that is not today, but is for not even for me. It's for everybody 
for whatever future is ahead. And that's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's a practice for sure. So maybe any, we are um, not going to be asked to, uh, to get <laughs> these benefits, right? Maybe it's going to be the, the, the children of our children. Uh, but was, the, the, was everything the, has to start, right, from something. I think it was the, the I mean, probably many cultures and, and traditions, but the Navajo Indians stick out for me that they're always thinking seven generations ahead. Mm -hmm. And I also saw some nice quote about, you know, our actions are like planting seeds for trees that we'll never sit in the shade of or reap the fruits of. Mm -hmm. so we, do, we do need to think about, you know, what we're doing. As I say, li live in the present, but not at the expense of the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Any, oh. any, any big news? So I, I, not, nothing in particular to share uh, as a, you know, uh, particular news. The only thing that I, I, I want to share is that last uh, uh, last week there was a very nice um, oh, uh, you know, kind of essay episode of the Open Conversation Authentic Leadership series with uh, uh, yes. Daniel, right? That that uh, that was you know sharing um, Fatima. Uh, with Fatima uh, um, Fatima Akhtar, that is. Uh, um, you know, an IBMer that, and it, well, the session is nice. So we share the links as well. We share the link mm. with the, the podcast, the into the replay. If you haven't experienced that, right? Um, then we have um, the our usual mindfulness-based connect experience that are going on, right? Uh, for example, the cohort I'm leading has this week. Uh, actually, this week we are publishing the podcast has the uh, the fourth session, right? Uh, mm. And so they're gonna finish perhaps. Uh, end of April, uh, mid-May, right? And then we will, uh, you know, I will share in the podcast maybe what are the outcomes, perhaps, like the, the aggregated outcomes in general, if there is anything, benefit, maybe comments. And we will perhaps invite some of the participants if they want to come, right, to, to our podcast. So that's it from me. What's, what's from Kindril? Um, just kind of t t two things that uh, today relevant is we're going to be working more on bringing different mindfulness practices and techniques into all manager development programs, mm -hmm. MDO1, MDO2. And I'm, I'm in Wrocław, Poland today. And our CEO, Martin, our CHRO, Mary Jo, and our Chief Corporate Affairs Officer, Una, are, were at our center, or are at our center, as I'm speaking or recording this. Practicing and mindfulness, I guess. Yes, we did. A, we actually did a, a three-minute meditation that I guided, and afterwards we went and planted trees. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, so it was a, a really nice, really nice day to, for Earth Day and also for mindfulness. So that's the big news. Cool. Perhaps one day you can invite them in the podcast. Who knows? Yes. Share then the invitation. We'll anyway, we'll uh, so so I think it's time to to talk to our guest, Pat. And I know that today you invited um, uh, our guest, right? So that I, I had the pleasure to meet you know a few minutes ago, and that's uh, and that's I'm very curious actually to know your story and your journey into mindfulness. So, but first, Pat, would you introduce our guest uh, to our audience? Yes, yes. So well, I'll I'll definitely you know uh, let her speak on on her behalf. But I'll just quickly mention how how I met our, our guest today, and before my time at Kindrel, before IBM, I was working at Deloitte, and 
I was working at Deloitte in Belgium. And when I was moving to Belgium, I was looking for a place to stay. And one of the first people that contacted me was our guest today, and who also mm -hmm. worked at Deloitte in the past, and who I later found out was also a mindfulness teacher. Interesting. And the first time I learned the raisin technique or mindful eating was actually with her. We were like in, in the, the basement of, of one of these really old, beautiful uh, mm -hmm. houses in, in Belgium. And, and she took me through that. And I guess since then, my passion really sparked for, for mindfulness. So. Or for raisins. Or for raisins, yeah. <laughs> so our special guest today, uh, over to you, Marjan. Who are you? What do you do? How did you get to, to mindfulness? Thank you, Patrick. Thank you uh, for this beautiful introduction that brings me so <laughs> many, many years ago. So my name is Marjan Abadi. Actually, in the Persian pronunciation, we say Marjan. And uh, I grown up firstly in Iran, and then I moved to France after the revolution, so in 79. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, when I, it has its importance to know this, this story. And uh, so once that was in the early 2000s, I have just uh, remarked a, a short notice at uh, Maison de l'Inde, House of India in Paris, telling, uh, come and meditate for it, take a two days meditation. And one of my friends was telling me all the time, you have to do meditation, it's such a beautiful thing. And um, I go there, I subscribe, and uh, I just dropped in a two days of silent meditation, which was really so far from my mindset, you know. I was kind of, if I don't think to 2,000 things in an in a hour, I, I down use my brain. I, you know, it's, the, it's not honoring my, my intelligence to, I have to, you know, I was expecting myself to have idea to, to, to do things and just stay, enjoy your breath and your calmness and observe. And, um, Suddenly, that brings me back, like, you know, just back to when I was five years old and observing birds and water and uh, leaves and enjoying mm -hmm. life. And that was the beginning. And uh, then when it comes to choose between Deloitte and consultancy and psychology. Uh, the choice wasn't so easy. I go to the university to see freely I want to change. And in Belgium, we had one of the first university uh, where they bring mindfulness to the public and uh, also researching in mindfulness. And someone told me, told me, 
You know what you are doing, you, these meditation things. They are doing that in the, at the university too. And uh, I go there. I follow the eight weeks protocol from Kabat-Zinn. Uh, and uh, at the fifth session, we have this poem, Rumi's poem, Guest House. And um, when the guys who was guiding us start reading that, and I saw this 30 people in the room feeling and having emotions and understanding that, that was just a hard opening for me. Because when I came to, from Iran to Europe, even if I was a child, I had the idea that I will never, never again be able to share the poetry with people. They will never understand my uh, homeland. They will, they don't, we cannot share this with them. And suddenly I can observe 30 faces sharing that. And that was wow. <laughs> And that became my job. So every week and every eight weeks, I have several times the opportunity to share this with people. And it's uh, just wow. <laughs> this being human is a guest house. <laughs> yeah. So sorry if I was too long. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a very nice story overall, like, uh, thank you for sharing. Like, I thought that the story of Pat, how you met each other, was uh, already a very nice story, but this is even more fascinating. Uh, so, you know, that brings me to the topic, right? You know, mindfulness is good to enjoy our life, right? And also to, um, you know, bring connection, more connections with things. Uh, so how 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 does it work with you? Like what what are you doing to bring more mindfulness into your days and experience? A day-to-day -day life, actually, mindfulness lets me know when I don't enjoy life and I do when I'm in a do mode, and I have just this. Consciousness of, hey, you are putting yourself in a way that you have this precious life and you are passing that by pushing yourself to some deep crisis by doing only a thing instead of enjoying life. It happens to me to decide to stay in this deep crisis, but at least I'm doing that with consciousness that I'm doing that to myself and with the consciousness that I can move from this place to another one. So it brings a huge freedom, you know, and um, so even if I'm in a do mode, I'm really very grateful to this practice to let me know that I'm choosing that. I, I like how you said that um, 
your the mindfulness helps you be more aware it doesn't tell you to be happier it doesn't tell you to enjoy life in a certain way it's just giving you that freedom and that awareness so it's like you don't have to tell yourself to be a certain way you can you can decide how to be and there's like that feeling of no judgment or like no uh like pressure it's like this is just the way it is and being with the way it is which i feel like I'm wondering, like, did you have any challenges when you were trying to adopt this mentality? Like, how, like, with, like, how long did it take? Like, what are some challenges you went through? Yeah, uh, uh, thank you. The idea is to the authenticity. Are you doing that just to have, you know, like having the dress of someone who is meditator? You know, you see all the meditators, they start by walking really, very slowly. <laughs> no, no, I'm really a very sweet mm -hmm. person. <laughs> it's not me. And um, the challenge is, is that, is to feel where is me with my... Uh, uh, to, to don't try to push me in the dress of someone else, the one who is mm -hmm. always calm and and to see this movement without judgment as you told this is very very important yeah like following following your own journey and following where you are in your journey of mindfulness and not comparing like just being with yourself yeah it's like very difficult to do sometimes but it's a very powerful lesson and also <clears throat> The fact that, uh, okay, I should be this way. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> not this way. Actually, the fact is that I, it's, not, it's not working like that for me. And uh, agreeing with this, we have a very, very nice poem, Rumi poem about this, about this space of freedom. And this poem is... Um, about um, Moïse, who is uh, who 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 encounter in a mountain a guys who chant and who say, uh, "Oh my God, oh my God, where are you? That I can, you know, change your dress. I can wash your your feet. I can prepare food for you." And Moise uh, stay very uh, angry, became very angry of that, and asked the guy, "Are you seriously talking to God with, like this?" And the, the the guy was a, you know, the, he, he he was a very simple guy having sheep and uh, and goat and uh, alone in the mountain. And he says, "Yes, of course, I'm talking with my 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 God. I'm honoring him." And he says, you have to, you are, in French we say blaspheme, you are, you, are, you are losing the right way. And you have to turn back to the right way. You have to, to follow what is right and you are wrong now. And the guy became so sad of that, that he, he, he went away. He left his... Um, his uh, animals and he went away from this place crying and uh, uh, don't understanding actually what happens to him and then God 
sent uh, Gabrielle to uh, Moise, telling him, you, are, you came, we sent you here to create connection. And now by telling so, you disconnect this guy from his generous way of being. And uh, understand that we, uh, God says to, to Moise by the voice of Gabriel, we, we, have gift, we have a gift for each human being. Your gift is your love and his gift is love. And um, so each human being has a way to connect to the, to the whole, to this globalness, which, in, which is a whole and uh, containing all human beings, all other beings. And each one of us has his own way of connecting with this and bringing his authentic way of connecting. And uh, in Persian, is it's a very, very nice poem. Is to baraye vasl kardan omadi, nei baraye vasl kardan omadi. Is um, I have this always in my head that mm -hmm. we are here to connect together and not to separate from each other. Mm. Like a forest, no? All, like all the trees a, are connected. Yeah. So we are forest, we are actually trees for all, all together, right? And a, a big forest. And, and that's why all together we can be stronger at the same or time. Or like, uh, like drops in the oceans. Yeah, yeah. You don't have single drops, you have drops that are together. No, but, but, but it's actually true. I mean, uh, uh, from a, an evolutionary perspective, right? The strength of, of human has always been the the social uh, part right the fact that we could communicate right the humanity are still the only one that can speak right you know you can talk about birds and dogs and whatever but they're never able to speak as we do right they might understand each other a little bit but it's not totally outside our own level of communication and somehow this is like considered a normality but in reality the communication is going I think goes way beyond the uh, what we say, right? I can, I know when I enter the room uh, a lot about how my kids had the day or how my wife feels, right? You don't need to talk, you just feel it somehow, right? Maybe sometimes you, you're never getting it so always right. Maybe sometimes, you know, you, uh, you don't pay enough attention to that, but we can definitely know it without really speaking, right? And that requires mindfulness. And that's probably where connection comes from. Uh, Marjan, where, where, how can I work on my connection with others? How can I make it uh, better with mindfulness? I think the starting point, in my point of view, is to a better, through a better connection to yourself. Uh, in my human uh, experience, as far as I have been in a judgmental way to the others, I had this feeling of um, uh, 
I could be very projective. I feel something and, uh, you know, but as soon as I understand that they are inside me, this judgment, and they are inside me, my needs, and I take care of them by being, by having the consciousness of their, their presence, I need the calmness now. So I will not blame someone who shouts. I will just move from the place that this person shouts to the to a place I can. I spend my energy to nourishing my needs without blaming and without needing others to be uh, uh, to, to 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 be the one who who exhausts my 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 vote. And that will bring freedom to them and to me, and also mm -hmm. connection, because I will not no more be the one who will push them to do something for me. I'm not. I'm not sure that I have been enough clear. <laughs> well, well, building on that um, mm -hmm. connection, you know, connecting with yourself, getting more aware of yourself and your perspectives and biases and, and things like that. Could you let us and the listeners know a little bit of what you're doing with the Institute Mindfulness in, in Belgium to <laughs> connect more with other people and in the space of mindfulness? Mm -hmm. Yes, sure, sure. Actually, <clears throat> at Institute Mindfulness, we are giving this eight weeks training, which are typical eight weeks. And um, we are really very, very emphasizing the fact that this eight weeks is a journey, as uh, Drishti told previously, and uh, this journey is to discover yourself and the connection within your mind, your emotion, and your emotions and your actions. Actually, when you follow this eight weeks training, you will see that from the at, from the the very first lesson, you start not to practicing to be disconnected from your thoughts, as many people think, but you are practicing to be more sensitive to your body, to true body, body scan, to be to discover more about your emotion by going and discovering that for each things happen to you, what are your emotions, your thoughts, and your your body feelings. And step after step, you will discover the connection between your reactions and your inner world. This is the typical things we are doing with everyone. But we have also this uh, program for um, mindful leadership. As I came from the field of management, I, I, I changed my career after. 20 years actually and um, I have the feeling that a working environment could be a real achievement and and uh, environment for each of us if we spend eight hours of our day somewhere that's because somewhere we love it and we want to achieve something and so mindful leadership and mindfulness in the organization is really one of our uh, uh, one of our 
wishes to bring that as much as possible and we have been one of the first bringing that in the French speaker environment and in Belgium. And uh, we started by having a very particular program out of these two ones, uh, which is mindful art. Uh, as you know, art is really connected to the emotions. But usually what, mm -hmm. what we are doing with art right now, we are going to the museum and we try to understand piece of art with our brain, with our head. Who is the guy who painted that? With, from with uh, from which movement? When yeah. he burned? How he died? And things like that. And again, back to Rumi, to my roots. He says that there are two types of learning. Either you learn from your head, with your head, but uh, by understanding what other people, your teachers, they tell you or you are learning with your heart and in this second type is like a light coming from your yours from inside he talks actually f about your emotions and when you get connected to a piece of art you get directly connected to the emotion of someone who lived maybe 2000 years ago who lived maybe 25,000 years ago or 100 years ago, he, 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 he talks to you a universal language which is commune to all human. You talked about communication. It's a direct way to have this communication to the people. But we, are, we have to learn how to feel again the emotions. So when we saw, we are, we are in front of a Da Vinci or another uh, painter, we don't go to, to observe the code and the, the things like that. We just let ourselves being impacted directly by the emotion of the painter. And actually people are able to spend half an hour to one hour and a half <laughs> with one, only one piece of art and it's just beautiful I created this method four years ago and I really enjoy developing it nice so you, you actually one museum is enough for a lifetime at this point right that's and like one flower was enough to the yeah. uh, to the little prince he understood that when he goes to the to the garden of roses, he understood the difference between his roses and the garden. Nice. So, I I, I mean, I have I have many questions, but I think now it's time for uh, seeing if we can, um, you know, get a glimpse of uh, inspiration from you in a way how we. We can practice, and you know this throughout the week, right? So I don't know if you have, um, uh, you can lead us into like you know five minutes or as much as you want, but a uh, little practice that we can do today, tomorrow, or maybe you know, listening multiple times to this podcast uh, anywhere we are, right? Something that uh, one of your one of your favorite or something you like in particular. 
close your eyes. Let yourself feel in the best way, easiest way for you, the movements of your breathing in and breathing out. You may observe that your attention sooner or later will be lost from your breath, breathing to your to-do list, to the sounds around you, to some comfort or uncomfort signal coming from your body. Please notice that this is precisely consciousness because often we get lost without even noticing that. You can just tell yourself back. You bring your attention back to this gentle breath. Breathing out and breathing in. And before ending this short meditation, let yourself a short moment to notice your emotion here and now. You can ask yourself, how do I feel? Emotionally talking, do you have, do, do I have Happiness? Do I feel happiness right now? Do I feel sadness? Do I feel tired? Do I feel angry? Did I feel angry? Just let yourself noticing your The color of your mood, you don't have to be precise.
How do I feel my body today? Comfortable, tired, painful, very enjoying connection to the to the to the objects, enjoying eating or enjoying breathing. That brings to your mind all the this connection to the to your sensations you experiment today, if any. And let's take a deep breath and bringing the intention of enjoying as much as possible your sensations, which are your connection to your living body here and now. During this upcoming hours move slowly your body stretch the respect of your rhythm of your needs one may needs moving his her head the other one the back legs each of us are different. Let's honoring the unicity of your body that way, and then opening your eyes slowly. And enjoying your day, oh. connected mm. to yourself. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think just um, we're really grateful. I'm personally grateful for, yeah. you know, for you being here and being a part of my life and now our lives and all our listeners' lives. Um, I really look forward to exploring more the art of mindfulness and connecting on emotional levels with, with famous artwork or infamous artwork as well. Mm. So thank you, thank you. Drishti, final thoughts? It was really great talking to you today. I, I really enjoyed your, pretty much everything you said. <laughs> no, <laughs> It was really nice meeting you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> thank you for sharing. And thank you for uh, the nice story that uh, will, you know, definitely inspire um, any future moment, right? Um, and next time I'm gonna go to a museum, probably have gonna have a different experience as well, right? So that's, thank you so much. Um, and for you listeners, uh, as always, I hope you enjoyed. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And talk to you in a few weeks from now with another episode of our podcast. And thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>